Symphony of Shadows First Movement Capriccio del Viadante Data Fugue Phrase 1 Hane's chest boiled with shame as he lingered too long on Jazz's hand. He backed away like he just touched a hot pipe accidentally. He followed with a brief and unconvincing smile. Sorry, I mean, I mean, I'll go check this out right away. He raised the drive so it hovered between them. Tane found his eyes wandering up and down Jazz's figure as he stood there awkwardly in the ballooning silence. Jasmine had the most wonderful dark chocolate skin. Her hair was cropped close to her head, but he remembered her when she was younger with the volcano of black hair. Her teeth were moon white, and her brown eyes were always wide and attentive. He could spend the rest of his life looking into those eyes. The shame came in an ever-mounting wave and crashed over Tane as he pulled his gaze away, perfectly aware that he was being a creep but unable to stop himself. He loved Jazz. He loved her since he could first remember loving anything. I should just tell her, Tane tried to coax himself. What's the worst that could happen? She rejects me right now. Just say it right now. Tane opened his mouth to speak, but Switch cut in. Tane, if you could give me and my niece a moment alone, we have a lot of catching up to do. The balloon of silence, pricked by Switch's interruption, wheezed and deflated pitifully. Tane didn't even respond. Silently cursing himself, he left the ship and made his way to the workshop. You're fucking pathetic, Tane, he berated himself. How could someone like that ever love you? How could she even like you? You're a coward and a loser. What do you do all day? Sit around and write code? Who cares? What were you thinking, you fat sack of shit? The self-loathing continued all the way to the shop. He was surprised at how tightly he held the drive and almost dropped it as he loosened his grip. In his fumbling, he actually took a good look at the drive for the first time. Drive tech hadn't changed much in close to a thousand years, merely the amount of space one could hold and the security protecting the contents. The design was simple, encased in what looked like real silver. Fancy, Tane thought. The output prongs were coated in gold for better conductance. He squinted to look for any serial number or other identifying characteristics, but found none. Tane plunged into the problem in hopes that it would distract him. The alternative was mentally stabbing his own heart with a rusty butter knife. The first step was to identify the make and model of the drive so he could figure out what he was working with. If it were older, hacking it would be as simple as purchasing a backdoor on the dark web, but if it was made within the last five or ten years, this could take some time. Tane searched the web by inputting some keyword descriptions of the drive, but this yielded millions of results not worth waiting through. He gave the drive another look over and decided to risk an autonomous system being corrupted on discovering the model. He plugged the drive into a computer and 
not connected to the web and with a security system that would make the Divine Republic's head spin. He scanned the drive to discover the specs and was rewarded with the serial number XX81457MV19. It can't be, thought Tane. Where did you get this jazz? Tane had seen drives with a similar array of numbers and letters, and it was immediately apparent the potential treasure that now lay in his hands. The first two letters signified the drive had been part of the Divine Fleet, and the MV referred to a top intelligence branch of the government that Tane had been trying to hack into for several years now, but with no success and a few close calls. Tane turned to another one of his computers and scoured his archives for more information on this particular drive, without much hope. The Divine Republic kept this technology well hidden. He brought up the specs and was surprised yet again at the full dossier that appeared on his screen. Tane read the description voraciously. This thing's an antique, he thought, once he discovered the drive's manufacturing date, which was over 40 years ago. That meant his chances of cracking it were quite high. Even if it was some obscure model, the embedded security would not stand a chance against the updated arsenal of tech at his disposal. It wasn't five minutes before he found a backdoor he was confident would work and began peeling away the layers of security on the autonomous system. It was simple to navigate the honeypot that trapped wit. His only worry was a dead man's trigger, which, if tripped, would erase the contents. He was almost more worried when he found no such trigger, and barely two minutes later, he was in the system. Well, that was easy, he congratulated himself, and spent a few minutes imagining the praise Jazz would heap on him. She would certainly forgive him for staring. Maybe she'll do even more, Tane allowed himself to hope. He spent a few more minutes thinking about those plush lips, the softness of her skin, the warmth of her body on his. This is my chance, wasn't it? I am valuable to her. What would she do without me? She needs me. Tane went to remove the drive, but then his thoughts turned dark. What am I saying? She doesn't care about you. You'll give this to her and she'll be off again, without a word. Can't she see how I feel about her? Doesn't she understand that without me... Without me... Tane trailed off in his own mind, afraid of the answer. Instead, he distracted himself with the contents of the drive. There were a handful of primary files, but one caught his eye in particular. Mission Report Tane had spent years trying to gather any information he could from the Divine Republic's intelligence branch. Even if this information was outdated, it was something and it had obviously not made it back to wherever it was going. In fact, if the intelligence was as old as the drive, it would be right around the War of Succession. Of course, it could also be useless. Tane felt guilty for a brief moment as he absentmindedly began searching the drive's contents. At first, he was confused, but whomever organized the files had done so in a way that made it easy to brief the recipient. Tane happened upon the travel log for the ship and discovered an absurd number of time-stamped videos spanning about a decade. He opened the last one, which looked out onto emptiness and an approaching gate. He sped through it and saw a ship familiar to him. 
Is that the Firefox? He asked himself while he paused and zoomed into the image. He looked at the date again and whispered to himself, Avery. Understanding finally fomented and a spark ignited his mind. This was beyond anything he could have ever imagined. If this is true, Tane needed to tell Jasmine immediately. If she heard it from him, she would have to be excited. If she was excited and happy because of something he did, she has to like me after I show her this. Then I'll finally be able to tell her how I feel and we can be together. He buzzed with the prospect. Tane yanked the drive out of the port and ran to the shadow's edge. As he drew nearer, he could hear both Switch and Jazz speaking. Tane almost announced his presence, but overheard Jazz say his name. He slowed and lurked on the edge of earshot. I don't understand why you still keep Tane around, Switch. Is it guilt or something? said Jazz. I know it can be a bit odd around you, but you only see a part of him. Yeah, the creepy part. He's always stealing stares at me and touching me every opportunity gets. It's downright inappropriate, and you never say anything. He likes you, don't you see that? He's just never been very good at expressing himself to, to other humans. Maybe you need to get him out of the workshop or something, and away from the computers he plays with. His playing with computers just saved wit, and will likely be the only reason you'll know anything about that drive. Maybe, but that doesn't make him any less of a creep. Jasmine Azuro, I did not. Tane's eyes filled with hot tears before he heard Switch finish his sentence. It felt like he'd just performed seppuku, disemboweling himself to avoid the shame he felt. The bottom fell out of his stomach and the energy from his legs drained. He tripped over his own feet, but thankfully clutched onto the drive while he fell on his face. With knees scraped and nose bleeding, the embarrassment caught up with the pain and he howled inwardly. Jazz is right. I'm fucking pathetic. How could I ever think anyone like that would ever love me? A creep. That's all I am. Tane stood and limped back to the shop. The weighty sludge of shame suddenly ignited, though, as he recounted Jazz's words. He wasn't pathetic, and he wasn't playing with computers. I'm one of the best at what I do. If only she knew what I've been doing. If only she knew the power I hold. He looked back down at the drive, a little dusty from his fall, but otherwise sparkling in the noon light. No, I won't give this to Jazz. She wouldn't know what to do with it anyway. She needs me to help her. I can help her. Tane recognized he had quite a lot of power in his hands, even if he couldn't quite comprehend yet how to wield it. But I know someone who can. Tane ran to his room and grabbed his go-pack. He had laughed when Switch demanded he have such a bag filled with a few days of clothes and essentials, but now he thanked the old man for his foresight, even if Tane knew this was not Switch's intention. Tane checked his watch and noticed that it had only been 11 minutes since Wit's hard reset engaged. It was a gamble, but he should have at least a 5-minute head start on the conservative side, which might just be enough to escape without being followed. Tane grabbed a set of keys from Switch's lockbox, which was never locked, and carefully snuck his way to the rustling antique luxury ship that was Switch's pride and joy. 
he climbed his way into the cabin and took a breath. I'll show you I'm not just a creep, Tane said to himself as he input the coordinates and turned the ignition. The engines roared and the updated HUD UI sprang to life in front of him. Tane was not much of a flyer, but he should be able to stay on autopilot for the majority of the trip. As the ship lifted from the ground, Tane took a moment to look back at the shadow's edge, which was still forced to remain grounded while the AI reset. He could see Switch and Jazz watch him fly away, followed by what Tane imagined was a colorful variety of curse words streaming from Jazz's mouth. Jazz bellowed over the roar of engines. She sprinted into the shop and began tossing anything she could get her hands on in a desperate search for the drive. Switch followed close behind, repeating the words, Calm down, which only fanned her rage. He fucking took it! That fucking... Gah! She yelled. I told you, Switch! I told you! Enough, Jasmine! Switch abandoned his soothing tone, replaced by the might of a thunderstorm. She shut up immediately, ripped back to her childhood when Switch had taken that tone with her to great punitive effect. He must have had a reason to take it. Stop! Switch raised a hand before Jazz could respond. Even if it was not a good reason, screaming about this does nothing. We have to stop and think for a moment about what Tane might be thinking and where he is most likely taking the drive. It will be a few more minutes until you can chase him anyway. How in Eos's name am I supposed to know what he was thinking? It would be a start if you were to tell me what was on that drive instead of lying to me for the past ten minutes about what it was and where you got it. I wasn't lying to- Switch interrupted her. Maybe not directly, but you weren't telling me the whole truth either. I don't have time for this. Jazz made to leave, but the old man blocked the doorway and crossed his arms. Make time. You have to wait for Wit to reboot anyway, and no one knows Tane better than me. Jazz sagged, defeated. Fine. Jazz recounted everything that had happened to her the last few days while Switch listened intently. Any idea who this Genoa person is? He finally asked. Wit said it was not his real name, but didn't find much else. Definitely spec ops training, though. Doubt he survived the blast. He's the least of my worries. Once she had finished, she added, Can I go now? Switch was deep in thought and followed Jazz to her ship. Wit was still in the process of rebooting, which led to another vomiting of curse words by Jazz. I think I know where Tane's headed, said Switch. Where? asked Jazz incredulously. Well, not exactly where, but uh, to whom? Who then? Okay, well, not exactly to whom specifically either. Old man, you going senile? Perhaps, but I'm the best chance you got at finding Tane. Do you want to hear what I'm thinking, or would you rather continue cussing up a storm? Jazz fell into a chair, crossed her legs, and leaned forward to rest her chin on a hand. Let me hear it. Tane's been falling into a new crowd recently. I keep telling him it's better to lie low nowadays, but, you know, people his age think they're the next change maker, think they can make a difference. Tane's been getting those kinds of ideas lately. Thought it was just a phase he was going through. Never saw him as a man of action, so I thought it wouldn't last. Seems I might have been wrong. Switch, get to the point. Jazz nodded to the screen, which showed approximately two minutes remaining before Wit rebooted. 
It's these new wave of rebels, calling themselves the People's Liberation Front, or something else just as vague and meaningless. Tane's been spending a lot of time with a few of the players, hiding out here on Nugana. Considering the connection to the Divine Republic, I would assume whatever was on that drive would probably be of interest to them. I'd bet he's on his way to make contact with them. And where exactly can I find them? asked Jazz impatiently. No clue, Switch shrugged. Who are these folks he was spending time with? I don't know. He always went somewhere else to meet them, never gave me any names. I only discovered the little I knew from some of my own snooping. So what you're saying is, I have to figure out who is part of this people's liberation whatever, and then get them to tell me where they're hiding out? asked Jazz. See, these old bones can still be helpful. Jazz sighed in frustration, but a moment later, Wit came online and greeted them. Wit, Tane stole the drive, and we're trying to figure out where he went. Jazz barreled into questioning. I need all you have on the People's Liberation Front, focusing on any of my contacts who might be connected to the group. Wit analyzed the question and spat back a list of associates categorized by strength and connection. Jazz stared at the first name and whispered, Shit. What? Who's Kagan Dabloon? asked Switch. Weapons dealer. Wit, expand connection. This was hardly necessary, as it was clear that the man on the screen had a variety of dealings with the rebel group over the last few years. I should have known. Just my luck. What? asked Switch. Let's just say I did not leave on the best of terms with Kagan. You owe him money, don't you? Jazz did not dignify the question with a response. The good news was that Kagan happened to live on another planet in this sector. If she left now and got him to somehow cough up the location of the rebel base, she would only be a few hours behind Tane. The Shadow's Edge was much faster than the hunk of bolts that was Switch's ship, which meant she might even be able to beat Tane there, depending on how far away the rebels were hiding. Once the drive was in rebel hands, her chances of success dropped to almost nothing. She'd beaten those odds before, but preferred not to take the chance. How are you planning to convince this Kagan doubloon to hand over the information you need? Do you even know if he has the information? No idea, responded Jazz, but I don't have any better leads. I'll think of something. I always think of something. Girl, you're going to get yourself killed. Is this thing really worth all this mess? Jazz couldn't explain. This was personal. She'd already invested too much in this damned drive and to hell with anyone who tried to stop her from selling it for a fortune. No more scraping by. No more traipsing around the universe. This was her ticket to an easy life. She would die before she let Tane ruin that for her. I'll be back for my tech after I speak with Kagan. Think you can fix my cloak in the next hour or two? Switch shrugged his defeat. Should be able to fix her up. Seems like mostly cosmetic damage anyway. Be careful, girl. No promises. Well, at least promise you'll give me a ring if you need bailing out of trouble. Jazz held back a laugh. And what would you do, old man? You forget this old man used to be a young one and got out of his fair share of trouble. Switch winked deviously, and then pulled Jazz into a hug. See you soon. Jazz hugged him back. 
Switch left, closing the ship's hatch behind him. Wit, set coordinates for Abu Rabia. We're going to pay Kagan a visit. Wit flashed a thumbs-up icon on the screen, followed by the roar of his engines. Symphony of Shadows is a production of Synapse Radio, written, produced, and performed by J.S. Rose. Follow us on Instagram at Synapse Radio and Twitter at Connect2Synapse, that's the number two, or visit our website for all things awesome, synapse-radio.com. <laughs> <laughs>